Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. That's all he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Hey guys, just popping on here real quick to let you know that from now on, I'm going to try to do my intros during the episode with the guest. Just trying to change it up a bit. I find my intros to be just so repetitive and boring, um, and I'm starting to get sick of them. So this is an intro to tell you that there might not be any more intros. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to see how I like this. And let me know what you think as well. Um, one thing I didn't mention in my impromptu intro with this week's guest is that you got to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever app you use. Make sure you do hit subscribe and that you are getting the downloads. And of course, if you do feel inclined, certainly leave a rating or review on iTunes. That does help out the podcast a great deal. Other than that, I think I covered it all with this week's guest. So enjoy the episode. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Normally when I'm recording, I don't see myself, so this is uh, quite the novelty. Is it weird? Is it distracting? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also true of me in like in front of mirrors, so yeah. <laughs> let's be real. I'm pretty into me. Oh, wait. I can't drink this yet. It hasn't started. Or has it? I, it started audio-wise. Oh, now okay. it's starting video-wise. We are good to go. We are rolling. Hey <laughs> Do you feel at home? Yeah. Are these similar to the mics that you use at the radio? No. Station? No. I'm not actually sure what the the model is that we have, but I know in school we used our A20s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. our our windscreens are much larger. Yeah. Because I think the mic itself is bigger as well. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, size doesn't matter, Caitlin. <laughs> it really doesn't. Ours are also <laughs> extremely elderly, like all of the other equipment in our station. We're still using Audition 1.5. And oh, I, shit. I learned on version 6 in school. Oh, really? So. Audition. See, I just use good old Audacity, free program. Oh, yeah. I remember Audacity. Free and easy. Just like me. Free and easy. (laughs) Just like both of us. (laughs) Cheers. Guys, we're here in the... I'm actually going to do something different this time. Okay. You're going to be here for... Do I look at the camera or you or myself? You can look wherever you want. I just kind of look around and I, I actually do look at the guest a lot when I'm 
when I'm just because I don't we like, can have some serious eye contact yeah because I don't like looking at the at the camera um eventually I'd like to get a round table so that we're kind of more diagonal. Oh, so you're not facing the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I like I'm I'm gonna play with it. Like I might do a situation where I do two can like one on you and one on me. Like split screen. Or do like an over the shoulder. There's shot. some fun things I could do. I don't know. I'm just trying to play with it and change it up. Cause when you do the same thing every week, you're just like, I wanna change it up. I'm actually gonna change things up this week and do my <clears> intro <throat> to the podcast. What with you here with me rather oh. than pre-recording it. Okay. I'm going to try. All right. <laughs> like an Is there anything I need to do? Like, I don't you know. You just I'm like... sit here until I tell you to talk. No. Um, that I can do. So, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is the Halifax Comedy Drinking Variety Talk Show is how I like to describe it. It's a variety podcast and a comedy podcast. So, ah, uh, this sucks already. I don't like it. <laughs> I was just like, I could talk, but you told me not to. <laughs> I don't like it. We are on social media, Intoxicated Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. We are on YouTube at youtube.com backslash intoxicated. That's where you can watch these episodes. It is a visual podcast now, not just an audio one. Um <laughs> I had to. At least There's once. also a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash intoxicated. If you want to send me some money, that will go towards making the show better for you. So welcome everybody. I'm very honored and excited to welcome an OG original gangster. It's true. An OG intoxicated guest. You've done four episodes? Is this the fifth? <sighs> Let's see. So you were episode three, I believe. Four. Four of the original show. Yeah. And then... That I did, did one with my ex. One with your ex. <laughs> Which I still don't regret. And then one with just you and I talking about music. Okay, so I guess this is So the this fourth. is number four. Okay. Caitlin Hartland is here! Yay! So happy to be back. Oh my god. I'm very excited. It's really cool when people who have done the show, like, like you were like, you were episode four. That's I insane. Know. It's, I've been here since the beginning. Wow. You had old music even. Like, it was different. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Different logo, I want to say. Oh, the logo was way different. Yeah, the logo was a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I did. Did you make it, though? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but I, I was doing my best. You know, that's the thing about podcasts. This is what I'm going to suggest. If you ever uh, launch a podcast, don't rush the branding. Really think about what you want the branding to look like and make it cohesive because my branding kind of changes all the time like Mm. i sometimes use like the neon intoxicated logo i sometimes use just like a basic like basic font with like the whiskey glass so i don't know i can't decide so i I just do whatever i want (laughs) that is the beauty of having your own really because there's no one telling you you can't that is true and i just can't decide so i'll just do everything i went through a similar thing when i got my show started um, because I came up with the name and I asked if it was okay to have a name and all that stuff because like commercial radio doesn't really lend itself to that kind of branding usually, but I was like, I'm gonna. Right. So I came up with my own logo that I made in like Microsoft Paint and it was garbage, but they used that as a basis and sent it to the graphic designer in the company and he made like a decent logo for me. There you go. Yeah. And, and honestly, like if you can't afford to get someone who knows what they do in, do it. Well, I didn't pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> the company yeah, paid for it. That's fair. Yeah, but it is fun to do on your own too. Like that, it is 
fun to just create exactly what you want. I was super proud of it. And then, yeah, it was garbage and it made me feel a little bad. But I was also like, I made it in paint and I'm not a graphic designer. So... Yeah, it's the best you can do. My ego's not that hurt over it. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, self-teaching your things thing, like, self-teaching yourself stuff is hard. Like, it's, that's a skill in and of itself. Big time. Yeah. You could write a whole, write, record a whole podcast just about that. Absolutely, about self-teaching. I'm getting confused about the mediums because I'm not used to being on camera for <laughs> intoxicated. This is, this is new for me. I was an OG audio guest. And you were one of the few audio guests originally on the show that didn't mind having your picture out there. Like, when I first started Intoxicated, a lot of my guests were talking about really personal things and they didn't feel comfortable having their face I'm an open book. attached to it. But you were always an open book and I appreciate that about you. Not everyone does. <laughs> but. but let's give the guests an idea. So you... When you your first episode was all about drag, or mostly about mostly, drag. Mostly, yeah. That was kind of the focus. And sex, which yeah. my sister was not prepared for when she listened to it. I remember <laughs> that being a thing. She texted everyone, me like, give me a warning next time. Listen, I encourage everyone to share the podcast, but do it with, you know, warn your relatives. <laughs> uh, disclaimers. I thought what I need. had said was sufficient, but apparently it wasn't. She was not prepared to hear about uh, me going down on women. <laughs> and now I've said it again, so hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, where's the the bell needs to be in the middle. Oh, yeah, it's needed. There we go. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, and sorry, then, Tamsin. And then your your second episode was with your ex girlfriend. Yeah, in my bed. That was like the I focus of the episode. I remember that. <laughs> we do. So I used to go to the guest. Me and Caitlin were talking about this before mm. the mics came on. I used to be mobile, so I would just bring my laptop and my mics to the guest that I was recording with. That was like a thing that I did. And now, we're very committed. Now things are very different. There's a lot more stuff. <laughs> but that was a fun one. Um, it's yeah, it's always interesting when I do couples episodes and then they break up. I always feel really bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't feel very good about it either. But that's over a year ago now. I'm past it. You're done. You're past it. Yeah. And then we did one about it was about heartbreak and about music. Yeah, the breakup playlist. I really liked that. That was a good episode. And we did uh, that long distance, too. We did. So this is actually your first time in the studio, in the yeah. Sad Girl Studios. Sad Girl Studios. Recording here Pretty with nice. me and my the chaos that is my life. So welcome back to oh, Intoxicated. No. Not even through the first one. I'm already burping. <laughs> Apologies in advance, everyone. Well, we are, we are drinking. Yeah. So, so I'm already halfway through. <laughs> Kaylin was such a sweetheart and offered to buy my alcohol. And I said, no, don't even think about it. Because I have plenty of vodka that I've been picking away at in my apartment. I and you are beer. drinking? Garrison's Nut Brown, which was one of my go-tos when I lived here. And because the last episode, I had local beers from where I'm living now. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be appropriate to switch it up and have local beers from home. So we I doing brought Garrison. a crap ton of Garrison. Oh, good on Garrison. And they had like a deal for six beers. So I was like, well, I guess I'm getting it. It's like a little variety pack, right? Yeah. Although there wasn't as much variety as I wanted because they were out of raspberry wheat. But I'll uh. deal. Is that your favorite, the raspberry wheat? No, I just didn't necessarily want to double up on some of the other ones. Right. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. You enjoy the beer, though, right? Like, you're. I've gotten way more into it in my uh, old age than Mm -hmm. I used to be. Mm -hmm. Because, like, when I first started drinking beer, I'm almost ashamed to say this. Canadian was my go-to. Molson? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Even I know that's bad. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm also ashamed that Alexander Keith's is like our flagship provincial <laughs> beer because it's not good. I'm sorry. It's like, I know that's best. sacrilegious of me to say as a Nova Scotian, but it's like Alexander Piss is a nickname for a reason. <laughs> But Garrison, however, they have yet to make a beer I haven't liked. I like their dirty blonde one, actually, and their tall ships. Yeah, tall like, ships is another one that I brought. I uh, I partake in the beer every now and then, but as listeners know, I'm not a huge beer fan. I am pretty strict on vodka sodes, and that's just because when you drink as much as I do, you gain weight from drinking. Fair. And beer, beer is fattening. Beer is the worst thing you could drink. <clears throat> yeah. But it, it is, uh, but what I will say about beer is it's a good, um, like if you're just going out for one drink, it's good to get a beer. Like in my mind, I would do a beer if I was going for a drink with someone because I, I wouldn't, last week. I wouldn't chug it. Like the, these, I, because it's essentially water, mm. I chug these too fast. You don't think about what you're drinking. I don't think about what I'm drinking. And then before I know it, I'm fucking five drinks yeah. in oh, and shit. I'm on a I'm first hammered. date with someone who's had one. <laughs> And that doesn't work out for you? I'm like, shit. I'm out <laughs> drinking my dates again. <laughs> I had one date while, mm. while I've been here. Oh, actually. I gotta turn that light on. Hold that thought. Is this doing it for you, Ken? I don't know if I did. You into it? I don't know dick all about line in. I really just... I learned some in school, like key, fill, backlight, all that kind of junk. And sometimes I use a green screen, and that makes it even more complicated. I've, yeah, I noticed that, and I purposely did not wear green, just oh! in case. <laughs> well, I've, I've been trying to tweak it because it hasn't been keen that great lately. Mm. And while I love the green screen, I don't like uploading a shitty video that looks all wonky. Okay. Um, so until I perfect the green screen lighting, I'm going to just stick with the clutter. But, but yeah, so we should catch everybody up. So you're yes. you're living in Ontario. Yes. Fort Francis, Ontario. Middle of nowhere. And Quite tune literally. in to that episode we did remotely with Caitlin when she was in Fort Francis going through a breakup. <laughs> yeah, it was like three weeks after the breakup, I want to say. Like, it was really soon after. Real fresh. I'm known to grab my friends when they're heartbroken and just be like, come on and talk about it. It's honestly a miracle I didn't just bawl during that. Yeah, truly, though. I think I was, like, holding it back. I think I think you were. I yeah. think there was, like, a voice I'm pretty sure I cried afterwards. <laughs> Most of my guests If memory do. serves. <laughs> like, what just happened? Well, this is like a therapy session, right? Mm. So that's normal. It's okay. It's it's all right to have feelings. Most of us can't afford therapy, so this is Thankfully, what mine was free. Therapy is. So yeah. I lucked out. There you go. Um, Counseling. Do it. Everyone. Do it. I've been, I've been fucking trying. I wish. I. No one wants therapy more than me. Truly. Truly. Like, I'm... I would love it. But mental health care is kind of a joke in Nova Scotia. I assume it hasn't changed since I left. No. I've been... I called in April. Oof. And I've been on a wait list ever since then. And now my benefits are done. So I would, won't be able even to afford it now if they called me. That said, like, depending on how I'm doing financially, I might just do it anyway. But it's like... YOLO, as the kids say. What, like 150 or 175 an hour? Something like that? That seems Normally, like a lot. It's very high. Excuse me. Pretty. <laughs> I tried to mask it and it didn't work at all. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, it's okay. We can take the burping sounds because they're associated with drinking. <laughs> Is on brand for this show. I'm so. just like a burpy human. It doesn't even have to be <laughs> I can't beard. Burp. What? Yeah, I can't. That should be on your Tinder profile. It it literally <laughs> like if I tried, like I just God don't. I mean, don't isolate those clips. That's not how you burp. 
but so maybe that's why no. it's not working for you. But that's more of a gag before you throw up. I can burp. I'll burp if I'm about to puke or something. But like if someone was just like burp now, I just can't do it. I mean, I don't know if I can do it on command. No. <laughs> burp. Hang on. <laughs> there. <laughs> You they ask me how I'm single. Anyone who can burp can do it on command. I feel like. Um, but yeah, so you moved to Fort Francis, Ontario. You're in radio, so you mm-hmm. host a radio show. I do. Early morning radio? Yeah. Um, my shift is 6 to 12. Oof. Well, 5 to 12. Now, do you find that hard? Uh, yeah. I'm not a morning person, and I haven't become one in the like year and the quarter that I've been doing this. I just... I don't know. I've adjusted, but I'm also, I know I don't want that to be the rest of my life. Like, oh, I will eventually gosh. move on from the morning show, probably. Yeah. Because, like, getting up at four is. That is brutal. It I'm usually up till four. Cuts down on the social life the night before. That said, living in Fort Francis, it's not like there's much to do uh, that goes later than, like, 8 p.m. So oh, it hasn't really bumping. been an issue in that regard. That's true. And do you go to bed early? Like, are you someone who's good at going to bed I early? I should no? go to bed early. Yeah, but yeah. lately, and by lately, I mean like the last probably six months, it's been more like 10 to midnight-ish on me getting to bed when I should be going at like nine if I actually want to get a good night's sleep. Yikes. That's yeah. so fucking early. I'm not the most that's... responsible with that. I don't But I've also them. gotten used so to like running on very little sleep, like which is probably not healthy either. That'll probably catch up with me at some point. I mean, but I can take naps in the afternoon because I'm off by noon, generally speaking. Like, oh. it, it does vary. It depends on what I have going on that day. Okay. And then sometimes I will work a shift and then go to remote or something like that. So then that's a long day. Like, right. um, a couple weeks ago, I actually worked on my day off and I did a remote from nine to one. And then my coworker had one from two to six. And I, so I had to go back to the station to op the board for him. So I ended up working nine to six that day on my day off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Small town radio is, you get to do a lot. That right. is one thing about it. Like you get mad experience because, well, it's a small operation and people are expected to do multiple things. Whereas in a big market, you're responsible for your show and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. And you might not get other opportunities. But like I do production as well because we don't have a production department. So I produce commercials, produce and oh. voice. That's awesome. That's like half my day is production. That's bitching. Yeah. It's pretty good. So the timing of the shift, not the best, but otherwise. But in some ways it is because then I have the day free to do stuff. That's true. Once I nap. (laughs) I was just going to say. And napping is dangerous because. Well, I don't nap so much as take light comas. Yeah, same. (laughs) My naps just become three hour sleeps. Like minimum. Like you wake up and you're like, what year is it? It's so insane. Like, sometimes I've had, like, the deepest sleeps that I've ever had with a nap. Huh. Like, I'll just dream and dream and dream. I wish I could do that on airplanes. Oh, my God. Me, too. Can't sleep to save my life on those. I can't sleep on really any transportation, like, device. Oh, I can sleep on the bus. I've straight up missed a stop before. Really? Yeah. Not for a long time. On a transit transit bus or, like, a... Yeah. Like, going from, I want to say, Bedford to Halifax or something. Oh, really? Like, a, a fairly long journey. Mm. And when I used to take maritime bus back in the day, actually, no, when it was Acadian Lines, oh. I would fall asleep for that because that was like hours. Oh, gee, Acadian Lines. And it would the bus would be empty enough. I could take up like the whole back row and just lie down. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, which I guess is See, why they went out of business. I, could, I would be able to rest and doze off, but I don't think I would ever fall asleep on a bus. Well, I don't know how restful the sleep was. Like there may have been part of me that was still slightly aware. Right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... 
Yeah, and so you're doing. Oh no, it's gone. You do. Oh, go get another. Brb. Brb. Sending a friend a message saying I have your bag of sex toys <laughs> is something that I will cherish. Hey there, intoxicated audience. That was gonna be smooth. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> That's okay. Now you're on to what kind? Um, I'm having this one because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it. <laughs> and I want to get it out of the way with. This is... Hop. I don't think this existed when I lived here. Hoppy boy. Or mm. buoy, if you will. Mm. Um, rough seas or snug harbor. Um, but yeah, it's, I assume, a very hoppy beer, which is not my favorite thing about beer. And I know that's like sacrilegious to well, craft beer enthusiasts everywhere. But fuck hops. Well, let's get your reaction. Take your first sip. <sighs> All right. Gird my loins. Here we go. And if it's a negative one, I won't tag Garrison on it. And if it's a positive one, I will. <laughs> Fair play. All right. Damn it, Garrison. You've done it again. Is it good? It is good. Oh, yay! <laughs> we have a win! I can't believe it. Oh, Because that's awesome. like my least favorite thing about beers is... Garrison but- makes good shit, man. I love I Garrison. Yeah. Fucking love Garrison. Yeah, shout out to Garrison. Um, that's excellent. I will say it's not my favorite of Garrison's, but no. it's much better than I was expecting. But that's the good thing about what they like they have a variety of flavors. So depending on what your tastes are. Like if mm. you want a pussy light beer, like what I You could have just stopped. Right I know. There. <laughs> I, I kinda thought about it and then I was like, No, we're about to go talk about that. <laughs> no, I really hope my sister's not gonna listen to this episode. So small town Fort Francis. What is it like? trying to date (laughs) trying is the operative word it's why i use trying because i know well i broke down and downloaded tinder in february (laughs) and my progress since then has been about the same as what it was when i started because everyone is minimum 140 kilometers away and most of them are in the states because i live right on the border to minnesota right I went on one date where I drove like two hours to a place called Bemidji and it was not worth it. Like, I hope she never hears this, but it was just like, I don't know. I think part of the reason was because I was realizing that I wasn't moving on from my last relationship still mm-hmm. and I just needed to get back out there, like whatever means necessary, you know? So do you, are you a believer in the the whole saying that to get over someone, you have to get under, get under someone? someone else? No, I've never really subscribed to that just because I've always had a really hard time having casual sex i guess mm-hmm. well <laughs> not, we get not having it. it but like maintaining it yeah because i'm a pretty emotional person by nature and Same i get space. attached to people and like i it's not that i couldn't just sleep with anyone it's that i don't want to yeah like i'm sure i could have gotten laid in fort francis if i really wanted to but like, i mean i think that would mean lowering my laid. standards and i don't I don't want to do that. Fuck that. I think anyone could get laid if they really wanted to. But like, Especially when I've, I've had a san- standard for that set previously. Mm. I don't want to go back beneath it. <laughs> what are your standards? <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of sex or in terms of well, actually, let me human re- connection? Let me rephrase the question. Do you... When, you, when you're thinking of like a ideal relationship or an ideal partner. Okay. What does that person... What's that person like? Hmm. If I had to combine celebrities, I would say a mix of Tina Fey, Emma Stone, and Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) 
for personality <laughs> traits well, and looks, I guess, to a degree, because I find all of them attractive. So, but I think you. But no, I. You like, intelligence is important because mm, mm-hmm. I just don't think I could date anyone who's dumb because no. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Not any of my relationships previously, but like casual dating. Casual dating, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I need someone who makes me think and who challenges me and yeah, who cares about me. Obviously, that's a, a big one. That's but like, huge. I don't know. I I've come to realize I require a lot in relationships, like in terms of attention and affection and that kind of thing. But I also mm-hmm. need someone who's going to communicate with me. Like, I can't. I can't take someone who is will just shut down yeah when i need to talk about something oh i actually would totally agree with that for myself too yeah because yeah. i mean i have dealt with that previously and it's not fun and i no. don't really care to do it again no. um and i don't know someone who not only i can make laugh because that is one of my goals like just in life like with friends or otherwise but someone who makes me laugh that has so that important. has become very important to me oh it's so important and like Physical attractiveness definitely plays a role. Like, I can't pretend it doesn't. Um, but that's not the be-all and end-all. And that's, I think, like, why online dating is so hard. So if you are someone who... Well, it's so superficial, right? And if you are someone who... Surface level. ...has the values, like, you have of, like, personality traits that are really important. Like, mm. you can't you can't tell that from an app. You see a picture and you're like, okay. Unless you, you really get talking vibe. to them. Yeah. But then you have to have established the connection first of you both swiping right to even have that conversation and that's physical that's usually purely so you physical. have to yeah you have to get past that first sort of hurdle before you can even figure out if they're going to be intellectually good enough for you and you know what some people just aren't good at texting and so yeah true. then what happens is is that you write someone off because of the texting thing and mm. they could have been maybe someone you would have really hit it off with but because you never met up oh god now i'm like reconsidering all of the swipes i've made in the last week <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just, it is tough. Like, it's it's just a tough decision to make whether or not to meet up with someone. That's the first turtle. And then you meet up with them. And then it's, do I meet up with them again? And hmm. it's just this My problem constant is loop. getting attached too quickly. Oh, like, if I find someone attractive, both physically and emotionally and mentally, like, that's, it's over for me. You know, right. like, I'm into it. Yeah. And it's something I've been working to curb because, like, I realized, you know, that I'm operating the same way. In a lot of regards that I did when I was 16, you know? I feel like you and I are very similar in that. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I know you are too. I am too, and I, but I also think that we are both people who crush really easily. Like, we get crushes. Oh, I fall in love like 70 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the girls but, I've smiled at on the bus this week. But honestly, have you ever looked into um, love addiction? No. So, like, that's something that... Is that a thing? It is a thing. I can pull up the characteristics right now if we want to <laughs> diagnose you on the spot. Oh, God. Um, but I discovered it because what I realized was was that, like, I always had... Like, even though I've been single for eight years, like, haven't been in relationships, but I've been in, like, weird, complicated situationships or, like, friendships, but I've always liked someone or yeah. was in love with someone. See, that was me up until this last breakup. Someone. It changed after this breakup. Do you think it changed because you, there was no one around? <laughs> I mean, that was definitely a factor. You're an addict who went to like a fucking. But I mean, there were plenty of straight girls for me to crush on, like circa high school. Oh. So, well, that. Well, but I just wasn't. There was nobody really catching my eye until 
<laughs> until more recently. Until more recently. Yeah. Right. But that's tr- that's so tricky. Like like the whole dating in a small town and like you're you're there's not a lot of options because no, it's it. already a small town. I and am then- the lesbian in Fort Francis. <laughs> At you're least the lesbian. I am the one who is out and single. Anyway, you're the town lesbian. I honestly am. Like even, <laughs> like even without the dating scene, like I'm very involved with Borderland Pride, and I am a very visible member of the queer community, and like I get involved in everything that that's, goes on. That's amazing, though. Yeah, no, it's been great actually. I uh, I've been surprised at how queer I've gotten to be. I kind of thought I would have to tone it down a little bit, but Fuck I've no. kind of become this like symbol in the town, and like, well, it's a chance for you to be a leader in a way. Which is weird because I'm not accustomed to that kind of responsibility or, I guess, influence. But I've been enjoying it because, well, it was like something I said at the the speech I gave at our Pride March this year. Excuse me. When I was growing up, I didn't have anybody in the community who was visibly queer or like that I could look up to. And so now I'm like really kind of striving to be that person that I didn't have that I needed. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Did you ever have anyone coming up to you, like, being like, thank you for being here, thank you yeah. for... I've had, like, That's emails amazing. and messages on Facebook, um, I've had people come up to me at Pride events and drag events and all kinds of stuff, or just even to the station, because I talk about queer stuff on air, Right. And I've had people, like, thank me for it, they're like, oh, thank you for normalizing this. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And at your job, do you have the freedom to kind of talk about whatever stories you want? Mm, sort of? I definitely push those boundaries. Yeah. I was going to say more than I should. But I take that back because I should be. Yeah. I think the restrictions should be less. Right. Because any other radio announcer can talk about their heteronormative life with mm-hmm. zero repercussions. So why can't I talk about my super gay life? Absolutely. You know? There's another. This is going to be a ding, <laughs> ding heavy episode. Ding a ling. Um, but yeah, back to the crush thing. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, both of us are always, there's always someone or. Um, yeah, I'm a terminal crush haver. But generally, also, also generally. too, I feel like people like us, like loneliness affects us more than others. One is the loneliest number. One is such a lonely fucking number. Ugh. It was a good thing I got a cat last year. I, I was just going to say, how do you deal with the loneliness? Because <laughs> moving to it, like, so you're already Crying. lonely, like emotionally, but then like you're lonely in the sense of like. You don't have friends and family around you either. Well, I really went through it last year, like especially after the breakup, because I was already miserable having moved there. But it was like it was a, a move I was making for my career and my partner at the time was supportive of it. And like I thought it was the right thing. And I still do. Like I don't regret it. But after living there for two months and then going through a breakup, like I hated it that much more because I didn't have my support network to get through all of that and so i felt probably the loneliest i've ever felt in my life because literally everyone i knew and loved was thousands of kilometers away with no real um i guess light at the end of the tunnel for seeing them and it's tricky too because the older we get the the less we want to talk over messenger or like, do you remember the days of carrying full conversations on Messenger? I mean, I still do that. Do you still do that? Well, especially with, because I've had a lot of friends who have moved, like, to other countries and things like okay, that. So yes. we've had to keep in touch that way. Um, like, my friend Dana, for example, like, she's been on fucking world tour since she graduated university. Oh, wow. She's in Edinburgh now, 
But like she traveled all over the world and Messenger was the main way we kept in touch. Well, that's good that you did keep in touch because I do think that that's tricky these days. Yeah. But I'm also, I feel like an anomaly compared to most humans in that I am just in constant communication with a lot of people. Right. Like that didn't really change for me after MSN Messenger went the way of the dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) It's still. If you want to go further back, ICQ. (laughs) Ooh. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh. That was pretty good, actually. That was like a dotty. Uh oh. That was creepy that was not me i don't know where that came from i loved icq it was great it was so great but only like certain people i knew used it so it was like a bit more exclusive a little more like edgy cool kids yeah and my cousin i liked how it like just opened up its own window like you had your own window for like the chat that you were in it was Mm -hmm. fucking great um but so you didn't you and then you finally so you finally met people and went on some dates and now you're kind of dating right is that what you would say kind of dating or dating yeah it's tricky right there is a person i am seeing casually is there what i will say Ooh, well this actually brings up a good but i don't even know question. if i can say that <laughs> so we are both people who get attached easily. Yeah. We fall easily. We will probably fall in love with you within a couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you do casual when you're that not casual? <laughs> well, that's something like, I've been testing while I've been in Halifax. Interesting. Because okay. I'm only here for, well, until the 15th. and Well, I'm only in Halifax until this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's Wednesday today, so I've been here since last Wednesday also. Mm -hmm. So I've been a week and a half is what I was in town for. And, like, I put right on my Tinder profile that I was only in town till the 6th. So, like, people kind of know what they're in for. Like, I'm obviously not looking for a relationship or anything like that. Um, So I did go on one date, and I've got another one planned for this week. And it's just been interesting to sort of explore that side of things because I never have before. Like, even when I lived here and I had plenty of fish – I didn't really do casual then either. Like, there were a bunch of people that I went on, like, one date with. And it was usually them who decided not to go on a second. One girl actually moved to Ontario and didn't tell me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Until I was asking for another date. And she's like, oh, yeah, I moved back home. I was just like, so that's a no. (laughs) At least it was circumstantial and not, I don't, I didn't like it. I don't think it had anything to do with me. It was just really weird that she didn't mention it. Right. You know? I don't know. She seems pretty flaky. In hindsight, though, I don't think we would have worked, so it's probably for the best. It's just so, it's so, um, interesting. Dating is interesting because it really is like you're shopping for intimacy. Oh, God. And like, that's depressing. This is like how I've started to think about it. And it's not fully fleshed out yet, people. So don't, this is not a final bit. But online dating is like, Okay, how can I say this? You're online shopping, so you're shopping for an item, and you're window shopping. You're browsing. You're browsing Amazon, okay, and then you realize you finally find an item that you want to order, and ordering is going on a date in this situation. Okay. So this is all a metaphor, and then the shipping is pretty high, you know, because time is precious. So there's already a pressure for the date to go good. Meanwhile, I'm getting stressed out just listening to this analogy. <laughs> Meanwhile, your <laughs> friends who just happen to find items on the street as they're walking by. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> they're now telling you, stop looking on the streets, too. <laughs> I know. I've, I've always been mystified by my friends who go from relationship to relationship or 
just go on a shit ton of dates and like are never attached. I'm like, how? how or people who just that? find the love of their lives, like or people come for a chance them. meaning. Yeah. That said, I guess that's happened to me a couple of times. Like I've not been the one who's been pursuing and I've been like gobsmacked that they like me. Yeah. Because I just always, that's my default is assuming no one likes me. <laughs> oh, I'll always assume no one likes me. And it's kind like it, it it's a big hindrance because I don't make the first moves. I assume that you don't like me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just think about it and think about it and think about it. Like, that's why, like we were saying before that we recorded, like the green light, like yes. having a little bit of a green light. Like, I will not make a move to kiss you unless crucial. I know for sure you want me to kiss you. Yeah. Because, well, let's be real. Consent is important. Very but also, important. I'm just, I'm not that confident that i can just make that move without knowing what's going on up here i know yeah it's so why i haven't in many cases it's so tricky just tell me and then there's the whole like there's the whole people in relationships being like well just stop trying and i just think if i stop also people in relationships giving single people advice is like i don't know Zombies giving living people advice Seriously. on how to stay alive. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I have never met a single person be like, oh, don't worry. It'll happen when you least expect it. No, that's true. That's relationship people giving that advice. That's like it's by the same token as people when you're grieving and yeah. they're just like, sorry for your loss. It's like that doesn't mean anything. No, it's almost like. You're doing it to get good person points. Like there's there's no I guess, substance behind what you're saying. And I guess it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Also, what, yeah. What would you say? Like if you were someone who just lucked out big time, just found someone. Like what would you say to like the single person in your life that like really is a great person and should have someone by now, but doesn't? Hmm. I guess. I guess. You know, their hands are tied in a way, because what do they fucking say? Well, let's ask this. What do we want to hear? That's a good question. <laughs> well, I mean, I would want... Okay, this is what I would want to hear. Hey, Sarah, you're awesome, and I know someone who I want to see. Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal. Sure. <laughs> but I've never really... I've only been set up once, and it, it we went on one date, and then he was like, I'm just friends. Whenever my friends tell me I'm amazing in any capacity, whether it's my looks or my intelligence or my humor or any of that, I'm just like... Great, thanks. Tell your friends. Right? <laughs> like, I think that please. single people want to know that the people in their lives that are in relationships are still looking out for them. Hmm. And because we're at this weird age where, yeah, social life becomes less and less because more friends are getting married and settling down and having families. Yeah. But, like, I mean, still, if you know Joe at the office that's pretty hot and single... Fucking send him my way. What you doing? I like that that was gender neutral enough that it could work for either of us. Oh, that's true. Joe, uh, yeah. Yeah. Josephine. Hit me up, Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe's a hot girl name, too. I can picture hot girls being yeah. Joe. I'm sorry. I'm, like, thinking of one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just it's just really tricky because when you've been alone and people ask you, like, what do you want? I kind of feel like being like, well, I don't have a lot of options. So I can tell you what I want, but like you're going to think it's standards are too high. But the only reason the standards are high is because I've been single for so long. And for me, I've had a relation, well, two relationships really that have been quite good. So I don't want less than that now. Yeah. I want you you the same or better. The same. Well, yeah. And I think it would always be better because. They, were, they ended for a reason. And I know so. it won't be the same because it can't be. 
They would never be the same now. No. no. It's a different person. What about like relationships? Like, so, well, you already said that you want a communicator. Mm. Would And you'd want monogamy, right? That's something I have been turning over in my brain a lot recently because my ex is Polly and decided to, well, she was kind of figuring it out when we got together, I think. And since we broke up, explored the Polly thing, but is now in a monogamous relationship. And I've tried to do my own research into it. And I also have a friend who has routinely dated people who are Polly. Like she is more monogamous herself, but like she will date someone who's in a Polly relationship and just like hearing all of her stories and feedback about that, I'm just like, could I? Mm, it's a big Probably question. not. Just because I require so much emotionally, I don't know that I could make it work. Like if I were to be in a poly relationship where my partner is, say, dating outside the relationship, I don't know that I could have the emotional energy That'd to be so hard. communicate all of the things. And I also feel like a lot of people who are poly haven't done that research. I'm not... I don't want to pan the entire community because that's not at all my intention. But I know that there are a lot of people who will say, use it as an excuse to be kind of shitty. Yeah. Which is also true of anyone in a monogamous relationship. Like people cheat all the time. Yeah. But communication is a huge thing and you can't have a successful relationship in either scenario without it. And I know what you mean, though. I think a lot of people, because it's trendy... I hate using that. It is a little trendy these days to be not monogamous. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of it on Tinder. Tons of it. Tons. But there's a difference between ethically non-monogamous no. and... Poly. Yeah. And just, you know, like screwing me, around. Like <laughs> me personally, like the idea of dating or going on dates, hmm. to me, that is not casual. When I think of casual, I think of casual sex. And huh. I would not go on dates... With the person I was having casual sex with. I would maybe be like, do you want to hang out sometime? Come over, hang out. Hmm. Like, because I, I just associate. Okay, I think it's because I associate being in public with someone. Oh, I just figured it out. Because I've been involved with so many unav- unavailable people. I've always been kind of kept away. You've been the secret? I've been the secret. So I've been, been there. kept aside. So Never I again. associate being in public with someone as a privilege <laughs> that is so sad dude. that is so sad <laughs> i just came to that conclusion just now i just put it together so i think that's why when i do casual sex i don't really hang out like it's like i have one fuck buddy that i've had since 2013 and he and i don't wow we don't that like a, that's a long-term fuck friend. long-term fuck friend but like we don't hang out as friends and like, we friend. chat on snapchat every now and then but like most times it's to arrange sex <laughs> So our relationship is very one track, but that's why it works for me because I don't get attached that way. There's a separation. Yeah. I guess when you were saying earlier about um, like having, this might've been before the podcast. I don't remember now, but something about whether I could have sex with someone I'm not like emotionally connected to. Emotionally into. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have. Yeah. (laughs) See, it's weird. But it hasn't been as good. And my fuck buddy started off me liking, like, I had feelings for him at one point. I've gotten over those feelings. But, and, like, that's why I think, I'm like, I think I might be a little demisexual because I really, I like people too easily. Sorry, that's refresh just what me on is. the definition again. Um, You need an emotional connection to be sexually attracted. Oh, it me. I think that that. <laughs> 
actually, that's not true. I can be sexually attracted. Oh, God, I don't know. See I just, what I mean? I love women. Well, <laughs> and, and when I say, yeah, a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. Okay, I wouldn't use the word strong. And I also might not use the word emotional. For me personally, I am more sexually attracted to someone who I know more. Oh, as opposed to completely anonymous. Yeah. And I guess the knowing someone is kind of emotional. I don't know. I managed to cuddle anonymously and that was new for me. Can we talk about this? But it was actually so you really went, nice. You went on a cuddle date. Yeah. Here in Halifax. Yeah. And I'm not going to say who she is no, in any way, not. shape or form. I mean, but if she happens to listen to Intoxicated, oof, she's going to get a whammy. I feel like she won't. Okay. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Good. Let's talk about her. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, well, cause it was, it was something that was in her bio. And so I used it as like a lead in for my first message. I was just like, which is great tactic, by the way. Great strategy. Cause I'm a communicator. Communicant. <laughs> so she said in her bio that she likes to cuddle. Yeah. Something like cuddles day. after work or whatever. And I was like, well, technically I'm on vacation. So every day is after work for me. So like, <laughs> let's do this kind of thing. I definitely said it a little more smooth than that, but yeah it like we hit it off right away and she was just like completely down with meeting almost immediately and i was like how is this happening like is it really this easy like i've never experienced that but i think the way i've been operating on tinder while i've been in halifax is very different from when i would any other time because i know i'm only here for a week and a half so there's no the stakes aren't very high for me it's just like can i get laid (laughs) right because you're going through a dry spell that's putting it mildly (laughs) You're going through a, so like a drought. <sighs> Fuck, God, that's a, that's a very dire word, but it's accurate. It yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, that sucks. <sighs> yeah, and dry spells really. Yeah, do you find with dry spells that your horniness goes down too? Or mm-hmm. there yeah. have been periods where it has, which is weird for me because like any of my exes will tell you like I'm always ready to go. <laughs> oh my god, I am too. It's really bad. It's kind of an issue. Like for a little me. alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've always been the one in the relationship who wants it more and mm-hmm. more often and for longer. The closest I got to an even match was my last relationship, which I think is why it's been extra hard. Right. Going from that to nothing. Well, and especially if it's like a really good sexual compatibility, because then you're like, it was. Because I don't know about you, but every time like I, I close a chapter of my life with somebody that I'm like, oh, that would have been the best sex ever. I'm like, am I going to have that it, that again with anyone? That's what I always think. Well, that's the thing. Before this most recent, like, starting to go on dates, I had kind of resigned myself that I just wasn't going to date while I lived in Fort Francis. I was just like, it's never happening. It hasn't happened in over a year. It's not going to happen. And that was a really depressing thing for me because, like, in Halifax, sure, I had long periods where I was single, but I at least knew if I really wanted to try. Yeah. I could make something happen with somebody. Mm -hmm. But in Fort Francis, there was literally no option. It's like no choice. Yeah. So then this other one coming out of nowhere was, yeah, out of nowhere. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's... Does she live near you? For northwestern Ontario, yes. Two hours away. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And I'm definitely not going to say more about her because she would not yeah. want that. But you're, you're, you, you're seeing what it's like. You're getting yourself out there and that's what matters. Um, I will say my confidence has gone through the roof while I've been in Halifax just from the sheer volume of 
choice on Tinder and how well I've been doing with it. I'm can just I like, all right. Pro- can I see your profile? Yeah. Let's do a little review. We're at 93%. I can unplug this. Of one. Caitlin's profile here. Also, I would like to apologize in advance for my hair. It looked great this morning, but I've been out in the wind and humidity. I think your hair looks great. Oh, that's, but that's everyone funny. hates their hair, I feel like. See, I'm usually pretty okay with mine. I wonder if I have any new ones since I've been here. Oh, I do. Look at that. I was going to say, when you were swiping in Fort Francis, did you just run out of people? Yeah. And like days would go by and there would be no one new. Oh, my God. That's so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm doing this. I should not be doing this. Caitlin. Right okay. um, you want to look at my Yeah, I want to look at right? you. So show me you. Okay. Here's- so first picture. It's a very nice selfie with a bow tie. I'm going to hold it up kind of. Oh, my God. So that people can see. That's a good first picture. I'll tell you why. Your face is in it. And you're a human. And so I'm not job. with other people. Do you, have you been finding a lot of really bad lesbian profiles? Yes. Almost um, exclusively. So what <laughs> What are the common things that make a lesbian profile bad? Um, Saying you're looking for a third. Or I'm not sure what I'm looking for. Okay, so or, that's like in the bio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they do they have a lot of stereotypical... Oh, shit. Do they have a lot of stereotypical <laughs> pictures? Um, well, the thing I think that bugs me the most is if it takes me more than one swipe of your pictures to figure out which one is you. Yeah. That's annoying. Fuck off with that's that. That's annoying with any pro... Because I know nine times profile. out of ten they're doing it because like their friend is hotter or something, <sighs> which is superficial of me to say but it's also superficial of them to do absolutely because it's like do you think i'm going to be tricked by your hot friend because you're going to be the one who shows up on the date mm-hmm. so like why even bother with the pretense <laughs> so annoying um i wish there, there was an option on tinder that's like not left not right but i think your friend is hot <laughs> <laughs> like a button you press i actually like- <laughs> a girl came up who had one of my friends in her pictures but i don't know her and i was just oh like, really swipe right just so i can if she swipes right i can be like we both know him yeah it's it's a really good uh opener like yeah actually the date i have tomorrow is with someone who knows one of my friends oh that's good so that makes me feel like safer about it a little bit yeah because it's like okay i know i'm it's like kind of like gonna stay alive a little bit of a vetting (laughs) process let's see what else excuse oh yeah so we got the selfie we got Caitlin on a boat. On a boat, motherfucker. On a boat. Not my boat. Which is also a, like, kind of like a full body shot, which is good. Yeah. You I always don't, don't want to be those. deceptive. Like, they're going to know I'm a giant. Oh, and with the kitty cat. Cuddling with the kitty. Also a great picture. Thank you. Shows that you like animals, which is very important to you. Another, that's actually a really good picture, too. Oh, yes. The selfie. Another good one. Another from pride. pride. So, you know, I am out and proud. Pride photo. I'm not going to be your secret. Notice how Caitlin is the only person in all these pictures other than the cat. That's not a human because she's not trying to confuse you. She's trying to tell you, this is who I am. I'm Caitlin. There's no one else involved in this. It is just me. This one is telling you I am a nerd for Marvel. And also I work at a radio station, if you can put that together from the background. Hell yeah. Put in some of your profession or this your This one hobbies. I thought was just funny. That's really funny. It's, it's from an oh, awards thing that I went to and they had little tiny um, Academy Awards. And so... I love it. That's me, my acceptance speech face. Lots of pictures, which is good. Thank you. It's good to have a lot of pictures. I went for the maximum. With a hot dog. Okay? See, now, if you were a straight woman... Double entendre. If you were a straight woman getting messages from men with that picture, you would get a slew of 
I bet you'd like a wiener in your mouth. Thankfully, that has not happened So I have one of my hot dog pictures in my Tinder (laughs) profile. And there was a really attractive guy who I matched with the other day. And I was like, please don't be creepy. Please don't be creepy. And he opened with, hey, how are you? And I was in the process of writing back. And then he sent another message. And it was, I bet you like wieners. And I went, Kyle. You ruined it. Is that actually his name? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, dude, you are attractive. You didn't have to do much. Okay. And you ruined it. I passed a truck earlier today that had like full monster decals on it. And I was like, someone named Kyle drives this truck. (laughs) So it's extra funny that that's actually his name. And that's the last one. That's that's you dressed up. We'll just. Get rid of that note. You dressed up another another tie. These are good pictures. Christmas tie. Overall, I give your pictures a 9.5 out of 10 because no one's perfect. But you're damn close to being that's perfect. That's way higher than I was expecting, so thank you. Um, And now I'm, I'm going to read My your bio, bio for everybody, if that's okay. okay. I'm on intoxicated. I have no secrets. I talk to a metal stick for a living, but mostly like talking to people's faces. I feel like that. I want to steal that for mine. <laughs> Although I don't do this for a living yet. Um, there were 420 characters left after that sentence, but now I've ruined it. <laughs> I love music, cats, pizza, writing, nature walks, and just generally having a good time. Don't be shy, smiley face. And Halifax visiting home until September 6th. Okay. So my friend pointed out that just generally having a good time, she's like, is anyone ever going to not I know, but say it's, that? Not, it's not... Um, <laughs> It's fine. Like it's it's just one of those dating lines that I think like. Who a doesn't lot of like generally use. having a good time? Yeah, just like no. shut I mean, up. I, I tried really hard. It also shows in your pictures that you like having a good time because you look happy. You're having fun. You look like you're enjoying your life. So I think that well, this that is, is me ninety percent of the time. Really, absolutely. And that's wicked. And so then you do have that. Make sure to change that back when you go back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Because <laughs> a lot of people uh, forget to do that. <laughs> that's funny because they're like we're in i'm in halifax for a bit and i'm like you're twenty thousand kilometers away <laughs> you're full of shit so no so how do you like tinder generally uh do you like the experience of talking to strangers and swiping like the swiping part is what i feel like is really soul-sucking sometimes it's like a little exhausting especially just the sheer volume that i've had since i've been here Mm -hmm. thankfully i think i've gone through everyone that's available and like just a few are popping up now right but when like the first day i was here i was just like oh my god it's never ending whereas in fort francis i'd be like i can go a week and no one new has shown up Like, I just don't open it that regularly. when someone new joins Tinder. Yeah, like, I don't open it that regularly because I know there's no point. Right. Whereas here, I'm like, I've been kind of obsessively checking it. I'm not going to lie. And do you find, is Tinder like, like, if you were, like, say you were to stay in Halifax, are you someone who would swipe, make a point to swipe all the time? Or, like, because there's some people who just make it part of their life to just constantly be going on it. I, I don't think it would be, like, a central part of my day, no. Because mm. I would have enough going on with friends and things like that that it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. I don't know. Guess I'd have to see. Do you are are you also someone who sends the first message or do you wait? Mm, I'd say it's about fifty fifty. Yeah. While I've been here, I've been sending more first messages than I probably normally would. Just Being a little more because proactive. there's a time factor, you know. Yeah. 
but it's worked out well. We're all gonna get it. Yeah, like the (laughs) the few that I've messaged have messaged me back, and like two of them have agreed to dates. So good luck. I'm thanks. I'm like very much so rooting for you. And I hope that that's why I have happens. like a whole team of friends rooting for me. Because Actually, the whole reason I'm doing this is because one of my friends was like, you need to get laid on this trip. You know what? There's nothing <laughs> more. So like there's two schools of thought on like put giving yourself a challenge or like putting like giving yourself a goal hmm. because on the one hand, it's a lot of pressure. Hmm. And if you don't meet that goal, then you'll feel crappy. Disappointed. But on yeah. the other hand, there is no better feeling than being like, I wanted something. And I got it. And I got it. Yeah. And I made it fucking happen. Well, even that's if... That's a great feeling. All it ends up with is that one cuddle date. I still feel pretty accomplished about that because that's more than I have had in over a year. Hell yeah. So... Which is a pretty sad admission to make. That's but not also, like, all. it like, is I, what it is, you know? I haven't had a lot either. Like... Well, I just... I miss platonic affection you, you, even because, like, my friends are all very affectionate people. But in Fort Francis, I found that really hard. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's like a geographical thing, like the town is more isolated, so the people are more isolated. It could be, but like, I think that you're a more... But I'm a very touchy-feely person. Yeah, like that would be one of your love languages, probably, is physical touch. Oh, God, I love affection. Yeah. So much. Yeah, you you need someone who can... It's taking everything in my power not to cuddle you right now. Aww! Aww, Caitlin! I'm really good at it. I'm I'm about words of affirmation, so just... Oh, I like that too. Just give me all the compliments and then maybe I'll cut And what, what's the other one? Acts of service? Yeah, it's words. See, I do that. Words of a- affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, uh, gifts, which I'm like, oh my if God. your love language is gifts, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that is so selfish. Um, but gifts doesn't necessarily have to be like monetary gifts. A gift could be like making someone breakfast. See, to me, that's acts of service. Oh, okay. See, gifts to me implies like, I'm giving Material you an object. Things. Or like okay. I'm giving you a physical okay. thing. And then quality time is the other one. Like, mm. and that's probably up there for me too, because like I just don't like I haven't really spent quality time with guys. <laughs> so Can you? I want <laughs> is, this, is this possible? It's so funny because it's just like I do think that I'm a pretty simple chick in terms of what I want. I do too. And but yet like, it's so hard to find my criteria. So in the hard. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I find it in the person they don't want me i know right i feel that i feel that so listen that's empty get another am i getting trashed on this episode i mean you have there's four more drinks in there isn't there yeah (laughs) get one more and when when you're done that one we'll stop it how about that all right are you Someone who's good at meeting people in real life. Like, being in situations or like... Because I was at the bar the other day. Hmm. And I realized that whenever I think about, like, meeting someone at a bar, I think it's, like, this big scary thing. And then I realized, like, you just got to stand at the bar and literally just... Like, I was at the bar and this guy took a drink of his beer and it, like went down his face and we both kind of had this moment of like lol that just happened yeah kind of thing and i was like oh this is how you meet people like you just take advantage of these little situations that is something i and do strike up a combo yeah and it's really not that hard it's just you got to be putting yourself and i made a point to look at him too in the eyes and smile 
which I never do. So my plan is to just keep doing things like that. I actually had a moment like that in the grocery store a few weeks ago. Did you really? I always wonder about grocery store. Well, meet cute. Excuse me. Hang on. I'm going to take it away from the mic. (laughs) God, excuse me. Sorry. Beer, man. Yeah. Gets you gassy. And pizza before this. Oh, yeah. Not a good combo. We did have pizza before. Um, No, it was was one of those... Like, you almost expect to see it in, like... What's his name? The guy who does like Spirited Away and Kiki's Delivery Service and all that. The the anime cartoons. But like his whole thing is about like the everyday mundane details. And that's a thing that is a a central portion of his filmmaking. So I felt like I was in one of those movies when this happened. So I was getting a couple of ears of corn, putting them into a bag. (laughs) And like they were full ears, like they hadn't been shucked or anything like that. So the ends were pointy. And so I put it in the bag and like it immediately fell out of the bag because it made a hole from the end and it just like fell on the floor. And I was just like, of course, I like laughed to myself about it. And then this woman was like (sighs) over by the apples and avocados and like saw it happen and like laughed along with me, like caught my eye. And I was just like whatever like i was hoping no one saw that and then she was just like no actually it was like i enjoyed the way you reacted right (laughs) because she's like a lot of people would just be like ah but you like had a little laugh at yourself about it and like not everyone can do that and i was like well thank you and then i kept running into her in the other aisles and then she's like you know i'm gonna have to start charging for these meats and i was just like fuck but then on the way home i was like why didn't i keep talking to her and like ask for her number she was cute like that's the that's the thing i am that's terrible where, at closing the deal that same is my thing. here i am not a closer i'm really good at giving flirty vibes yeah but see my I can be cute is, as fuck i just can't finish it when i give flirty <laughs> vibes i'm expecting you to pick them up and do something with them you're not the initiator i don't like to be and i don't find that like it's just tricky i am I'm, I'm not it really depends i i i, I if you give me the first initiation, you better believe I'll initiate everything else. But I need the first. I need the first one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just had a visual in my head. Like, give me the Very first graphic. kiss, and then I will straddle you. But I need the first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's just one of the, it's just one of these. And I also, I'm like, really, I'm, I'm more attracted to more dominant men. I so, can't say that. What about, like, dominant women? Like, would you be... Or are you yeah, more dominant? I like a woman who doesn't need me. But, yeah. But wants me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like women. <laughs> Do you think... Like, okay, so dry spell. So you haven't banged Yeah, in a while. no, let's bring that up more. Um, <laughs> Do you think you'll be nervous for when... Like, when it... Because it will happen. I have faith in this trip. That it will happen. Well, it may happen tomorrow. Will you be very nervous? Oh, probably. Yeah. 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 But once things are happening, I'll be fine. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. (laughs) I mean, I've never had any complaints, so. There you go. I know I'm okay at it, (laughs) at the very least. Oh my gosh, Caitlin. I'm isolated. I should have just isolated these clips. (laughs) God. I mean... Do what you want. Like, you have free and reign. You know, what? This you know episode... my episodes, I never am like, oh, take that out. And this episode will go up on the Friday. And at that point, you'll still be here for another night. So if anyone listening to this episode wants to get together with Caitlin. My number is. <laughs> you, can add, you can add her to Instagram. 
Jack underscore underscore Doff. Oh, question. Are yeah. you still doing drag? Yeah, You've I've actually gotten, gotten, in a bit I've, of it. Like, I've gotten to perform in Fort Francis. Hell yeah. How was it? Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Actually, that's how I met the girl I'm kind of, the girl I'm friends with at this the point. The girl you're, the situationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she came to my drag It's such brunch. a great word to describe. It's good. And I, everything I love. Everything that isn't a relationship. I love just language and like bastardizing it. Like, I'm a pretty cunning linguist myself. Oh, shit. I can't even take credit for that joke. It's very old. <laughs> yes, very, very. Um, um, but yeah, no, because last year, Fort Francis had its first pride ever. Yes. So I got to MC the parade and I got to perform at the drag show. That's amazing. And, uh, or march, not parade. And as far as we know, it's also the only uh, pride march that crosses an international border. Bo- I can't words. Border. 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 Because <laughs> we start on the state side and then cross over to Canada. Right. Which is pretty ballin'. Takes a while, though, because everyone has to go and like get their passport checked and all that jazz. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I'm like a little, little buzzed. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. I really um, don't drink anymore either, so like I'm kind of lightweight now. Well, you don't. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have like. I feel like the Maritimes just amps up drinking, no matter what. It's part of the culture here. It's yeah, totally 100%. part of our culture. Whereas Fort Francis, like, they roll at the pavement at like five a.m. a.m. p.m. <laughs> they roll. They what? The pavement? Roll up the pavement. What does that mean? Everything shuts down. Oh, that's a phrase for everything shutting down. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Is there any type of nightlife there? Like anything? You can Actually, do? Like- in terms of live music, we've done pretty well, especially recently, because there's um a venue in town, Rainy Lake Square, which is outdoors mm-hmm. and it has a stage and everything. And actually, the shirt I'm wearing, uh, if you can wait. Yes. My son, the no, hurricane. It's this way. My there son, the hurricane. They're actually they're from like the Niagara region, I think, of Ontario, southern Ontario, anyway. And um, they're incredible. Like, they're a million-piece band because they have, like, a full brass section and everything. Nice. Um, so I think there were, like, 10 or 11 that came to the square, and I don't think that's everyone that performs with them. But they're this weird mix of, like, hip-hop and ska. Ooh! Yeah, it's, like, really intense. And their their live show is just, like, energy. Yeah? Like, I'll have to check them out Well, on they the incorporate dancing and, like, all kinds of stuff into their act. Ooh. God, excuse me. I'm going to look them up and see if they're on. Do you know if they're on Spotify? I want to say probably. Same. They're definitely on YouTube. And then I have an important question for you. Okay. On the subject of getting busy and getting <laughs> laid and prepping to get laid. Yeah. Do you have a prepping to get laid ritual? I mean, like, minimum shower. <laughs> Good for you! <laughs> Um, actually, where's your medal? <laughs> I did some some grooming before the trip because I hadn't in some time because I was like, what's the point? I'm the only one seeing those parts. Oh, that kind of grooming. Yeah. Okay. So I am prepared in that regard. Um, you know, like I'll try not to eat anything that's going to make me gassy. <laughs> I would just end it at eat. <laughs> it was me. I'm so, so e- no like- eating is part of the process once we get going. Oh. <laughs> With any luck. Caitlin. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, do you, okay, but do you, like, do you amp yourself up? Like, I was just thinking. <laughs> like, do I look in the mirror like, you, you got this. You and I are music friends. Like, we, we love music. 
do you have a sex playlist? This is my question. Or can you think of songs that might be on your sex playlist? I'm just thinking about a station I used to put on Slacker Radio. Um, I wish I could remember what it was called because it had a ridiculous name. But it was like very clearly like slow jams. Like it was meant for bumping and grinding. Bumping and the grinding. But I can't remember what it was called. Fuck. Where is dirty something hot something? I can name a couple. So- oh, I don't even actually have a lot of songs on my sex. But it was playlist. like a lot of nineties R and B and okay, <laughs> that kind like of Pony. Stuff. No, not, not that song it. in particular. But that's too on the nose. I think uh, like next too close. Ooh, that kind of vibe. That's good. I have Ariana Grande's side Pony. To side. I feel is like a little too heavy handed. Yeah, like, like me. I have closer by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah, that's a sexy song. Get Naked by Britney Spears, which is not a single of hers, but it's from her album. You know what is a album. super hot song? Have you heard that one? And I No, but uh, are you familiar with Jackalope? She was a <gasps> Canadian artist. Feel It? Yes. Actually. Yep, Feel It's so good. Not a sex song for me so much as a... <laughs> Masturbation song? Yeah. Yay! I guessed! <laughs> Am I 12? Yeah, like I can talk about this. (laughs) No, that's a great sexy song. I actually don't think that that's There's a very specific portion of the song that, like, doesn't matter what mood I am in or what I've been going through. My brain, I think, it's almost like a Pavlovian response to that portion of the song is like orgasm. Really? Yep. (laughs) Like, like you don't have to do anything and it just happens? I wouldn't say that, but, but like it, I don't have to it, do anything extra. It turns you on. It turns you on. Like my brain knows it's coming, and it's like you're ready. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any songs that do that for me. I just... It was with a lot of practice. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on. With I was me. single for a lot of my early twenties, so I had a lot of time Fucking, to get it in. Like having that time with yourself is so important. People. That's listening. how I feel about the last year of my life. I've gotten very in tune with Caitlin. Yeah, I've done a lot of growing. That's, and that's I am not the person I was. The a year good ago. part of being single, I think. No, it is, and I also am way less tolerant of bullshit now. Oh hell yeah! Just in general, in my thirties, like thirties has been a fucking great decade so far, and I'm only three years into it. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm at thirty two, and thirty two has been the most bullshit, terrible, heartbreaking year of my life. But I mean, I guess thirty two was for me as well because that was last year. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. So maybe I just have to ride out the storm. It's coming. <laughs> we both side-eyed the camera you guys have to actually watch this one on youtube if you're listening to the audio of this you need to go and watch it because there's a lot of visuals i think my facial one. expressions are world-renowned i have no control over it so are you someone who likes to be single no yeah, I, <laughs> I fucking hate it i fucking hate it too not and I think actually, it's so cool to love it. But I've come, and I wish I loved it. I've come to a point where I've started to enjoy being single, but it's still not what I want. Like I know I want a relationship. I know, at least I'm fairly confident. I eventually want to get married. I've gone back and forth about that Ooh, more recently. Really? Well, just because the last several people I've been with haven't wanted to, and I'm just like, why do I want to? So it's like forced me to look at my reasons because mm. I've been that person just. my whole life I just I'm gonna get married that's just what I'm gonna do and I never really thought twice about it same with kids um which is something I'm also thinking twice about now really 
Yeah. Like you're thinking twice in the sense of like you might not want it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know for sure I don't want to carry the kids. I've known that for a really long time. Pretty much since I learned what pregnancy entailed when I was five. Oh my god, it's a horror show. <laughs> it's a horror show. Um, but in terms of marriage, I guess part of the reason I wanted it so bad is because I had a reasonably okay example of it in my own life like my parents stayed together and that's pretty rare for our generation like they were together 35 years until my dad passed away that's very rare Um, so and i also feel like it gave me kind of an unhealthy expectation because they also had a very romantic origin story like they met in the uk because my dad had moved there to live with his parents for a bit after he had some rough times in ontario and he met my mom through mutual friends and they started going on dates and within four months they were engaged and my mom uprooted her life and moved to Canada for him. Whoa. They got married and had kids a couple years later. See? Found the love. They just knew. Like they they just knew. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like the way they got engaged was neither of them proposing. They just, they stayed up all night talking and like as the sun was coming up, they were like, yeah, this is something we should do. I love that. I love right? that because that's, that's so that being that the setup like for love for me is yeah. such a fucking high mountain to attain that I have never reached. I was actually listening to a podcast um, with a comedian who recently got engaged and he proposed on stage, like on stage to her. That's rough if she says and, no. Well, what I loved Ugh. about it was like she turned around and he was on one knee and it was like there was no time whatsoever. She just went and hugged him. Like it, it there wasn't even a moment of like, yes, like it was just a hug. And it was clear to me that like that they meant, had yes. talked about it. They Like I like... The idea of a surprise proposal. Like, I like the idea of being surprised. But it shouldn't be... The idea of marrying that person shouldn't be a surprise. The that should be talked about. The itself shouldn't be a surprise. Yes. The location, the timing, sure. Should be. And yeah. it was it was just really sweet because she just got, to, she got down with him and hugged him. It was really... Like, That's I want to link cute. below to that because that was yes, such a cute do. proposal. Because I want to see it now. Um, And I just thought that that was so, like... For them. Because so many times you see proposals that are like, oh, <laughs> Okay, yes, I say yes. It's just like, like, I don't know. Like, how real is that? Of course you're saying yes. Like, I don't know. Maybe sometimes, I mean, I'd like to know the, the stats on proposals that don't go well, but I think for the most part, if you I feel like most people don't talk about it because it's so fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like, just the idea of like, do this on, oh yeah, go ahead. I'm doing it. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Birds, bees, hook me up. I like your pomegranate. Hell yeah, pomegranate, sponsor us. Oh, man, you can tell I've had beer or sun because red. I actually do agree with you, though, because I think marriage is tricky because we see we we see the Instagram marriages. We see we see weddings, I think, and we associate that with marriage. Yeah, I just went to one over the weekend and I fucking bawled my eyes out. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I also actually do love night. weddings, too. Like, I genuinely love going to weddings. But I like dancing at weddings. That's my thing. Yeah. But the older I get and the more alone I am, the more I'm like, (laughs) the more I'm like, I really don't know if I care so much about that as so much as I just want to find a partner that I can just be with. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm looking for a friendship that satisfies me in the bedroom. (laughs) That is what I'm looking for. Well, no, I mean, I think all of us want, I want someone to spend time with want and go our, on the love with. of our life to be our best friend. Yeah. Whether or not that person was your friend first or if you dated them and they became your best friend. Yeah. yeah. 
like that's the ideal kind of love like where you just genuinely like hanging out and then you bang each other's brand zone it's great but it's tricky to find that in all forms right like it's oh it's tricky to find someone that checks all the boxes yeah they might check the really good sex box but then they suck at everything else or vice versa or vice versa which would be so unfortunate which i feel like is what i am for a lot of people i check all of the boxes like emotionally and all of that kind of stuff but then they're not attracted to me so that's where it ends <sighs> you know no i feel like i feel that too for i'm me, though. i'm a niche market i'm also <laughs> a niche market i'm an acquired taste <laughs> You're a grower, not a shower. Sometimes I force myself into people's lives and I'm like, God damn it, you're going to like me. See, that's what I'm like with friendships. I'm just like, you, once you have me, you're not getting rid of me because I'm an excellent communicator and I will not let you fucking drop off the face of the earth. You're like the you're herpes stuck with of me. friends. I am. It's true. But many of my longstanding friends will tell you that they appreciate that. And they're like, I'm glad you didn't give up. Yeah, no, it, it's good. I mean, someone has to do it. Someone has to be the I put a fire. lot of work into maintaining my friendships and that's astounded a lot of my partners because a lot of the people I've been with haven't had those kinds of friendships in their lives and they're just like in awe of me. It's I'm like, so it's because I put the work in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and 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 you gotta. Because yeah. otherwise life's gonna catch up and then you're, you're just gonna drift apart otherwise. Well, I personally have no room for a friendship that's not a two-way street anymore. Like, yeah. like Fairweather friends, any of that. I'm just like, mm, you can stay on the periphery. Like, I'm not gonna give you my time if my time isn't valuable to you. I actually totally agree. And it's so liberating to like do friendship inventories mm. and sort of determine, okay, these people aren't giving me what, I, like, giving me what I'm giving. Mm-hmm. So, like, and when that happens, do you just kind of not talk to them or do you actually message them and say, we're done here? Well, I mean, it's, and it's also not that the balance doesn't shift from time to time. Like, right. if, I'm going through a rough time. I will need more support if they're going through a rough time. Yeah, they'll need more support. That kind of thing. Yeah. But I've gotten to a point where I'm just very honest with people. I'm like, I feel like you're being shitty. And yeah. if it's not going to change, then I'm out. I think that that, that comes with being in your 30s. 100%. Because can you imagine being that way in your 20s? No. No, like, I was a fucking doormat in my 20s. Same here. And I don't want to be anymore. So I've fucking started standing up for myself. And I'm getting pretty good at it. And not it's not just with friendships. It's like in work and in dating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Having my own morning show has been like a huge confidence boost in general. Well, I think you're you're in a career that you love and you're performing giving. drag before that. And we and drag to change things. And, and being like a kind of more of a leader in your small community, probably too. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have said that about myself, but now that you're saying it, <laughs> I, think I it's love true. when this happens on the podcast when people reach realizations, just like I realize that. There should going be like out in public is a, a form of validation for epiphany yeah like, like a firework or something ding. yeah no but it, it's true though like i think sometimes um when you're not used to having that confidence things like the word leader are it's a little like oh well no like i'm not imposter syndrome but then, but no, then no. if you think about it like you are you know like i think we sell ourselves short like way too fucking oh much. i'm my own biggest critic <sighs> For sure. There's no question. Yeah, I, I am too. I would leave myself a one-star review on iTunes for sure. Shit, dude. I got my first one-star Wait, review Wait, is it out of five? Day. What's that? Is it out of five? Yeah. I had- you should at least get to a point where personally you can give yourself a three. <laughs> That's what I That's should be goal. going for is a three-star yeah, like, review. Don't, don't set Sarah? it sky high. Like, yeah. Three is attainable for your own self-esteem, I feel. It's just tricky. Like, it's tricky. How the fuck do you stop hating yourself? Like, I I truly don't know. Let's ask society. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like listeners listening. Let me know how I should stop hating myself because I. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to. Caitlin doesn't have that problem. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> Is there anything you don't like about yourself? Oh, tons. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What are they? <laughs> like a list? Uh, there are times I wish I wasn't quite so emotional and like sensitive oh, yeah. and vulnerable. Yeah. But at the same time, I also know that's what makes me me. Yes. Like I am that exposed nerve that everyone has as their friend. And like. Oh, shit. That metaphor. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like I said, cunning linguist. An exposed nerve. That's me. That's Can what you I elaborate on what that means? It means I feel everything. Yeah, I and feel alive. You and me are so. You're a Pisces too. So no, I've, I'm an Aries actually. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, yeah, your birthday is the end of March, right? Yeah, March 29th, day after Lady Gaga. You're close to Pisces. Same year. She was okay. born a day before me. That's how she got the heads up on her career. Nothing to do with my prowess. Not at all. It's all her being born first. Um, that's interesting. I often think about the emotional thing, and well, just because I've been told I'm too sensitive or like I get too attached, and it's just like I want someone who's not going to tell me that. Yeah, and well, you someone who accepts me for who I am. Someone told me this recently. They're like, if you were ever to date someone, you would need someone who is also emotional on some level, like, or you'd need the polar opposite to balance you. See, I personally don't think so because no? I don't think people who are – how do I say this? Like people who – if that person isn't emotional, mm-hmm. they had better be experienced in dealing with emotional people. So maybe yeah. it's somebody who grows up with emotional sisters or, or emotional mother. is a counselor or, by profession. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like you need – like they need to – and also too, I think that the word emotional – has a bad stigma on it. It does. It has people, a negative connotation. People assume Emotions are not bad things. It's not at all. And this could be... Like, you could meet someone who... Like, really, to me, anyone who pas- speaks passionately about something, to me, that's emotion. So it doesn't have to be that they're crying all the time no. or they're getting mad all the no, time. No, I get passionately happy. Like, too. you can be emotional and not moody. Yeah. I think like, like, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, I wouldn't describe myself as moody. Definitely not. Oh, I'm moody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all of it. I mean, I do have depression and anxiety, so like I have moods, but I wouldn't right. call myself moody. Yeah, and I've also gotten a lot better at dealing with both of those things because I did go to counseling for eight months while I was. How was that? Well, it was an interesting experience. Yeah did 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 you deep dive into your childhood? Uh, we ended up doing so because as part of my counseling, I ended up doing a grief counseling program, uh, kind of belatedly to deal with. Dad. My dad and my friend Chris, they both passed away within two months of each other back in right. 2012. That's who this tattoo is for. Very nice. Whoopsie doodles. Um, that was out of character for this. I should have said, fuck. Anyway. Whoopsie doodles. So it was like this eight um, eight module thing. Like it was a workbook oh. that we went through. And oh, shit. So it was eight sessions. So it was like each week was a session so over a period of two months i did it really and it was like it was pretty raw and some stuff got brought up from my childhood that i had like a forgotten about and b never processed oh god and it wasn't anything to do with my dad or chris it was just um well i may as well just say part of it anyway yeah i had a family friend who committed suicide and i was 11 Shit. and um i realized kind of 
in hindsight, I had been idolizing this guy. And then I was just like, this fills in a lot of blanks about my own feelings about suicide. Really? Yeah. I was just like. such a young age. Well, yeah. And like, it never occurred to me that I didn't, excuse me, process it at the time. Because I was 11. And I don't really remember having any conversations about it with my family or with anybody else. But like, I had this guy's memorial service program pinned to my wall like above my bed and ooh, this got really real yeah no i love that <laughs> i love getting real and i realized that i had a lot in common with him like uh, he was a life of the party kind of person he had everybody laughing when we went out to dinner with him like he and i co- connected like he was laughing at my jokes and i realized like oh my god like no wonder i connected with him no wonder i am that kind of person right. you know because well, it's been said more and more in recent years with mental health stigma getting lessened, like all of these entertainers that we've known over the years, like Comedians. Robin Williams, for yeah. example, like they are so busy entertaining everybody else, they don't take care of their own mental health. And I was just like, oh, it me. <laughs> and those are the people that carry the weight of life harder than anybody. Exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, then if your mental health is not in check, then that's when the suicide can happen. Yeah. So I've now kind of having had that realization i'm like okay i am an entertainer i am a creator by profession and like just that's kind of just who i am even without the job you know absolutely so i need to be careful about that balance i can't give too much of myself to the job absolutely or it'll burn me out and i will end up in a dark place i don't want to be that i've been in before and you got yeah yeah you gotta take time for you yeah so I've the biggest thing I think that's come out of that is learning to say no to stuff. Oh, it feels so good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like it when does. you say no to something you don't want to do, it's the best feeling. Like when you can get over that hump of like trying to please other people. Because I have always been a people pleaser. I've been a fucking doormat. I'm gonna I'm not gonna read them on this podcast, but I'm gonna send you the link to the the signs of love addiction because i think you might find that i'm not saying that i think you're a love addict but you might identify with some of the symptoms okay it's sorry this one it's interesting (laughs) i get this like superman curl it's like right in the middle my hair is like thankfully very frizzy it's humid here in halifax as well so i feel like that that is um an issue today but that's just staring right at myself (laughs) That's awesome that you're in therapy, though. That's great. I'm actually not anymore. We we finished up uh, July 4th. When you're done. <laughs> Independence Day. Oh. That's kind of funny. Someone got the independence. Oh, so how do you deal good. with depression? Ooh. That's a good question. Sorry, there's a Tinder notification. Ooh. I won't keep you much longer. <sighs> Let's just talk more about depression first. Yeah. No, that's where my brain's at now is depression. How do you deal with depression? Mm. Honestly, my anxiety kind of took center stage more recently. Oh, yeah. The depression wasn't as forefront. Um, How do I deal? That's actually a really good question because I've come to a point, and that's why I stopped the counseling, was because I sort of checked in with her at what ended up being our last session. I didn't know it was when I went into it. I was just like, I feel like I've been doing really well at coping recently. I've developed better strategies to cope. And then as I was talking to her, I had this sort of epiphany, like as I was saying the words, like, I think I'm a lot better now at recognizing it for what it is. Like, this is depression. This is anxiety. This is not me. 
So being able to just kind of be outside of it, I don't get as bogged down by the fact that it's happening. Yeah. And I can kind of objectively look at it and be like, okay, this is happening. Uh-huh. It's temporary. Uh-huh. You're going to get past That's it. That's such a key thing is that knowing that it's t- temporary. Yeah. Because before I would just get so bogged down in it. I'm like, this is my life. Yeah. This is how it's going to be forever. Yeah. And then that leads you to feeling pretty fucking hopeless. It just starts this vicious cycle. Yeah. I think it's spiral. I think it's tough sometimes to think it's temporary when it's been going on for so long. Oh, of course. It's, yeah. Like, such a huge. But for me, like personally, like I, I cannot say enough, like just the importance of doing simple tasks. And that can be like showering, like literally whatever <laughs> it is, like, like or washing your dishes. When you have depression, when you're looking at your list of things to do. They all seem equally as hard. Mm-hmm. Like doing your taxes is just as hard as doing the dishes. And yep. But if you can just do one of those things, do the dishes, clean the table, um, you know, like anything, get out of the house and go for a 15 minute walk. You did something. You know yeah. what I mean? Even like, if it's just getting out of bed. It's so important. And, and feeding yourself. I know yourself. how hard it is, though. Yeah, thing. 100%. I, 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 this is also the first time I've lived completely alone. So that's been tough. something I've had to learn how to do. But kitty cats help. Definitely. <laughs> kitty cat, Get a cat. They help. Because I didn't have her for let's see, April, May, June, July. Yeah. Four, the first four months I lived in Fort Francis. Oh, I wow. had nothing and no one. Oh, oops. Really? Hello. <laughs> no worries. It won't. It, it, won't it just brought it much. closer to me. So, yeah. Kim, it's probably for the best anyway. Come closer to my. Um, this yeah. one's for the lovers. Ooh. <laughs> have you listened to Taylor Swift's new album? Yeah, I listened to your live stream. But have you have you sat down and listened to it privately with yourself? Because that's the mo- most important part. I'm definitely not emotionally ready for that on this trip. There are already so many emotions I'm not processing from seeing all of my old okay. haunts and Well, when people. you get back to Ontario, listen to Lover because it is such a good album. Okay. Holy shit. For you, I will. It's so good. I'm obsessed. And I'm also obsessed with Lana Del Rey right now. <laughs> I just never got into her. See, I was never into her either. And Although I, I did like Summertime Sadness. Summertime Sadness is great. Catch too. This, this like most recent album that she has out. Oh, it's so good. Music can truly. I think music is another thing that gets oh, me through it. I forgot to say like at the beginning of this, when I was turning on to Olivet Street, mm-hmm. Third Eye Blind came on shuffle. Shut the fuck up. Not even joking. That is crazy. So we should we should tell people who don't know. So Caitlin and I bonded over three, Third Eye Blind. In fact, I would say that like we were only like sort of friends before we went to see their concert because we were friends of friends, friends of friends. prior to that. like Facebook friends, acquaintances. And then Third Eye Blind really like solidified our friendship. Yeah, we went to a show together, and then ever since then, it's been it's been music music soulmates. Yep, pretty much slash recurring podcast guest yes how fucking this is number four baby um yeah no is that a milestone i feel like five is like five would be probably i'll get a pin yeah you'll be back (laughs) hopefully the next time you're on you'll be living here never say never never say never in the words of the beebs (laughs) i have so many celebrity comparisons and all of them are male oh my (laughs) god don't know how to feel about it. Like, the most recent one is Will Byers Will from Byers. Stranger Things. Oh, interesting. Like, me as a kid. because, And I see it. Like, it's that one is definitely accurate. Yeah. But, like, Daniel Radcliffe. 
just oh my god that's funny elijah wood when i was a kid and now they get compared so like i guess there must be some fruit to that um hypothesis i i think i mean at least they're attractive people I could do worse yeah you could do worse. like it, it's tough i would just would i feel like telling someone that they look like someone famous is always a really tricky situation mm. like you kind of have to know how that person feels with that person roll those you dice right it's tricky it could get awkward really fast um we're gonna wrap it up though because i gotta get to beerly's comedy and caitlin's gonna come with me so that's gonna be fun but caitlin thanks so much for coming back on the show man my pleasure it was a pleasure to have I you and like, get kind of deep and dark but i loved it yeah that took a turn i wasn't expecting i loved it though i love getting into this stuff um tell the people where they can find you on the social medias well if i might give my radio station a plug. yes please do it's 93 one the border in fort francis uh 93 one the border.ca and i do have a blog and i write in there fairly regularly um because i have to <laughs> we have fun. we have a quota per that's week that's a fun thing to do yeah we got a new website that was launched in march so that was a new portion but i get paid the same oh, that's awesome. um <laughs> that's wicked um but as far as drag and stuff goes if you're interested in that um all of that will be posted on my instagram which is jack underscore underscore doff jack underscore underscore because doff. some 13 year old kids fucking took jack doff <laughs> those fucking newbies <sighs> Um, that's great though. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. And do me the honor of ringing that bell. Bam, bam, bam.